O come, O come, Emmanuel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We don't often think about Joseph. Sure, he shows up in our nativity scenes, and we know he took the family to Egypt fleeing from Herod. But other than that, we don't know very much about him. He doesn't say a word in any of the Gospels. Tradition identifies Joseph as an older man, and Scripture tells us that he's a carpenter. A carpenter. That profession of the careful, the cautious, the rule followers, who know that it's better to measure twice and cut once. Given all of that, we don't think much about Joseph. And when we do, we don't tend to think of him as a risk taker or a dreamer. But here he is. A righteous man, we are told, dreaming dreams, taking risks, gambling his reputation, his livelihood for a girl he may not even have loved yet in order to follow the words of an angel of God given to him, not in person, but in a dream. You see, Joseph was a righteous man, an observant Jew, betrothed to the young girl Mary. At that time, there were two parts to marriage. Mary was engaged to Joseph, but in those days, to be engaged was considered to be married. It was the beginning. It was the legal contract between two families arranged by parents that could only be broken by divorce. The second step, living together, came later, up to a whole year later, including a marriage feast when the groom took his wife into his home. Now the discovery that Mary was pregnant occurred between these two stages, between the legal contract and the joyous celebration, and not surprisingly, Joseph and we can only imagine all his neighbors assumed Mary had been unfaithful. At this point, a righteous man, a man like Joseph who followed Jewish law, had two choices available to him. He could accuse Mary publicly, subject her to hum humiliation, maybe even stoning. Or he could simply ask for a divorce, referenced subtly here as his plans to dismiss her quietly. For a righteous man, however, Going ahead with the marriage after finding out one's betrothed has committed adultery, well, that's not an option. To move the unfaithful woman into his home, to complete the marriage with an already pregnant woman, would not only have made Joseph a laughingstock, but it would have made him unrighteous, someone who departed from God's law. But just when Joseph is getting ready to do the right, the righteous, even the kind thing in his society, he has a dream. A dream from an angel telling him not to be afraid, which he must have been. He must have been afraid and sad. 
humiliated, angry. The angel then tells him that the child is the Messiah, that Joseph is to care for Mary and her baby and to name the baby Jesus, which means God saves, for he will save his people from their sins, the angel says. And then the angel says that this is to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, that a young woman would bear a son and name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph knows where that promise comes from. He knows that the promise of Emmanuel, God with us, was made to the ancient king Ahaz, who was scared to death that his kingdom of Judah was going to be destroyed by outside powers, a king who had begun to make alliances with Assyria rather than trusting God. And it was to that king that the prophet Isaiah promised that God would be present, Emmanuel, with them, even in the midst of chaos and fear. In other words, just as Joseph is about to do the right thing, the righteous thing, in the face of personal fear and chaos, he is told to do something more something unexpected. He is told to face the fear, trusting that God will be present with him. He dreams a dream, a dream that promises the hope of the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, but that also promises that he will face humiliation, shaming, He will be seen as a cuckold, a clueless older man made foolish by his young wife. Now Joseph could ignore the dream. How easy it would have been for him to have awakened, shaken his head and thought, that was weird, and then gone ahead with the ways of society and dismissing Mary. But instead, Joseph, careful, righteous, silent Joseph, places himself firmly in a long line of dreamers in Scripture. Joseph with the dream coat, Jacob dreaming a ladder of angels and saying God was in this place and I did not know it. Noah building an ark even before there were any clouds in the sky. John of Patmos dreaming even while being persecuted by Rome that one day God would wipe away every tear. He joins that long lineage of dreamers. And Joseph the righteous, the one who has been careful his whole life, measuring twice, cutting once, Joseph decides to take a risk, to believe the dream, to say yes to God's wild plan to love and protect Mary, to become Jesus' adopted father, to face humiliation, to expand his definition of what it means to be righteous. He accepts the dream of God to be more, more loving, more faithful, more courageous, more generous. He has a dream and he believes it. He has a dream and he steps out in faith. 
And so in this season of Advent on its last Sunday, mere days from Christmas when our lives are full, maybe too full of trying to get everything done and our hearts are mainly focused on Mary and shepherds and mangers. On this day, we get Joseph. Joseph, who even as he takes Mary in marriage must be thinking, I believe because I've got to. I need this to be true. I believe because even though it seems impossible, in my heart, I know it's true. And I can't help but wonder about Joseph. What kind of person humbles himself to believe a dream that might lead to shame? What kind of person listens to an angel who says, do not be afraid, even as the angel asks us to do a frightening thing? What kind of person says yes to a God who promises us not safety, but to be with us in the chaos? The thing is, these are the dreams, the risks, the message that God sent 2,000 years ago and is sending us all the time, even today. Here is God's message, God's dream for us. Do not be afraid. I know you want to be righteous, to play by the rules of society, to be respectable. But God says, I'm asking you to be fearless. God says to us, I know you want to be safe. I'm asking you to break the rules for love. God says, I know you want to be in charge to have it all under control, but I'm asking you to accept humility in order to share me with the world. This is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us who want to be certain and safe and secure. In a world that feels chaotic, we want to figure out how to make it less chaotic. I know I prefer things to be nailed down and guaranteed and backed up by proof and facts but that's not the model that we get in Advent. Our model is Joseph today, the righteous man become a dreamer, the careful carpenter who became a risk taker. And this Advent, God is inviting us to dream too, to dream of a world where the kingdom is becoming real, where we are less cautious and more loving, where we give not just the money and time and love we have left over, but instead we give extravagantly, love recklessly, spend our time lavishly, 
the kingdom where we don't strive to be right and safe and secure or even polite, but where we live in hope and anticipation, joy and love, despite the risks to our reputations and our hearts, trusting the promise to Joseph, this baby will save his people from their sins. That's the promise for us too. We are to trust the promise of Emmanuel. God will be with us, is with us even in the hardest and the scariest times. For if careful Joseph can risk all, everything he knows for this dream of God, well, I hope then that this Advent, this Christmas, so can we. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.